Welcome to the House of Strauss. Yeah, go for it. Stars hang with stars, winners hang with winners. recorder right now on House of Strauss with Nate Jones, businessman, entrepreneur, NBA Twitter god. You all know Big Waz of the Ringer fame. This is a, a great combination, but we're hey, we're self-consciously bantering right now in a way that we don't know if it's going to be used on the podcast or not. And we're, we're speaking as though nobody's listening to us, even though at some level we, we do know. We were talking about you're talking about the air fryer and how it's just like a convection oven, but you wouldn't put a steak in there. It kind of reminds me there's this story about this guy out in the UK who made this chat bot for getting out of parking tickets. And it made him very famous. It made him something of a celebrity. He was making wild claims that he was getting 160,000 people out of their tickets in New York and London. And then he just started scaling up the business, scaling up the process, going into new endeavors. And then he got into all kinds of legal trouble because he started making it a bot that would contest your immigration status issues. If there's some sort of dispute over a green card, for instance, and that's a different game as far as the stakes are concerned. If you if you don't get out of your parking ticket, then, you know, you got to pay a parking ticket. If you're well, getting what if deported, we let ISIS in? oh no! <laughs> well, no, no. You're thinking about it from the government angle. You're thinking about it from the other angle. I'm talking about from the person who goes, "Okay, this is cheaper than a lawyer. Let's have the chat bot. Let's have the chat bot handle it." And it's, I mean, look, I, I don't know if on balance, if on average, it works out in the end. But that's how I feel about putting my steak in an air fryer. That's letting the chat bot do it. I don't. It, maybe it will work out, but I don't. I can't see into there. I'm not in charge of the process. Something else. The robot is in charge of the process now, and I just don't trust that kind of thing. Yeah, I think there's yeah. certain things that we just associate with quality, right? Um, I feel like microwaved food is not something we associate with high quality or even sometimes people don't even want to boil their water in the microwave, right? It's like, no, I need mm. to put it on a kettle, um, in order to have proper tea when it's like, it's fine to let the microwave zap your water and warm it up. I think that's what's yeah. happening with the air fryer. It's like, this just doesn't yeah. feel right. It's an in-between. It's this new thing. It's taking the, it's taking the nation by storm. But hey, I don't even have a good segue. It's not why I, it's not why I called this meeting. It's not why I called <laughs> upon all of you. I called upon all of you for a variety of reasons. The number one is that I always, always enjoy talking with you guys. Uh, the second reason is that Waz lit up my comment section with a comment that was exceedingly popular. And it's about all these business MBA issues we'd like to discuss. And then the third reason is that I find the NIL, name, image, likeness, space, in college sports fascinating. And the context of this whole March Madness, I think there are so many angles. So we can hopefully hit some of those topics. But let's start with this one. Number one, I posted an email from one of my subscribers because why wouldn't I do this? This is my chat GPT of just letting my subscribers write my articles. 
And I, I'm not going to do justice with a summary of what he was saying. He said a lot of smart things about how the dynamic between the customer, the fan, and the people making the product, the owners, the players, how it's been severed or it's just not it's just not one-to-one and that basically capitalism is not working within the NBA structure and within the overall sports structure because they make so much money off these bundles and there isn't a sense that if the customer is disappointed, you're going to make less money and that's part of what's roiling this whole sport. Now, Waz responded to this. Uh, half a communist was responded to this in the comment section. Very popular comment. Uh, 31 likes was, which considering that I only let paid subscribers comment and like, I think that's pretty good right there. Um, and do, would you like to read what you said or do you want me to read what you said? You can read it because I don't have it in front of me. Um, but well, I, can just, you, I can just summarize I, just generally if you rather I oh, do that. To, it was too bad because I was going to do the Zizek voice because that's no, how you do sound it then. like. No, I want to do that. Please do the Zizek. Do the Zizek. Yes. The Zizek, I should say. So you yes. didn't even say it right. You know? I need that. Every yes. capitalist who understands the game. No, I don't, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I was just thinking it's just funny. Waz, Waz's voice voice is like Action Bronson. Waz's writing voice is Zizek. That's the, the breakdown right there. Oh, you can summarize. Let's have you summarize instead of well, having me read. Well, the thing that that made me want to respond to it was that the the commenter, your reader, said that you know capitalism isn't responding to the NBA's failures, and I'm like, well, that's not exactly true. In fact, if you're a good capitalist, your failures don't matter. Um, you you build your mm. business and the structures in such a way that even when you suck, even when your customers are unsatisfied, say like Con Edison in New York, right? Mm. Like uh, the people who provide power to the residents of New York. Because Con Edison is the only people that can give you power, it doesn't matter what their services are like. It doesn't matter how their customers feel. They're the only game in town. And that's... The and, and I used to and you know what before this I used to think that was the pinnacle of capitalism. It goes beyond that. The pinnacle of capitalism is actually J.P. Morgan Chase, um, you know, and the other big banks that are too big to fail. Because something like yeah. Google has, you know, basically has a monopoly on advertising online um, because of the platform they've built. But if Google failed tomorrow, the government wouldn't step in. Other people would just come in and, you know, find a way to distribute advertising online. Where So they got a monopoly, and that's incredible, but that's not the pinnacle. The pinnacle is too big to fail, where even when you suck— even when yeah. you make bad decisions, Uncle Sam comes in and says, no, 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 no. You are too big to deal with the ramifications of what we call, quote unquote, the free market system. Right. And so the NBA, a long time ago, they eliminated their competition. The ABA, they absorbed them, put some teams um, in the NBA. So there's no competition for what the NBA provides. So even as they're losing customers and they're doing a worse job at their business, ostensibly, their product has become more valuable. Um, in the sense that live live um, commercials are more popular, I mean, are more valuable than ever, and they have no competition for that. Um, marketers and advertisers want to advertise to us live. The NBA has this product that's still, 
you know, relatively freaking popular. And so they can do whatever they want and their rights fees go up and all of that, even while, you know, leaving the customer dissatisfied. But it's because they don't have any competition, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, in capitalism, that's the goal. That's what you yeah. want. Um, any good capitalist knows that. Like the, the goal is monopoly power. It's not in the, it's not delivering a high quality product. And, well, and and just lastly, I know I'm droning on and on. And the reason when I really came to this Eureka yeah. moment, I used to actually work for JP Morgan Chase. Um in mortgage banking. I was not an investment banker. I didn't make the bank money. Well, I was a banker? I can't believe this. No, I what was in the I back hearing? office. I wasn't, even, I wasn't even a mortgage bank. I wasn't even in the banking sector. I was in the back office. You were meaning, selling people no income, no asset loans no, in 2007? No, 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 not, what were you doing? But funny, it was related to that. It was literally servicing those loans. It was literally going in, dissecting what went wrong with a lot of those loans. And what you learn, and you're like, yo, J.P. Morgan Chase, this is... One of the biggest banks ever known to men. They clearly they got here by being the sharpest and the most excellent bank ever. And once you do the forensics of what they're doing, they were horrible, terrible at service, terrible in their processes, terrible at all of that. But they bought up a bunch of shit years ago, and so they had all these assets, and so it didn't matter. And that's when I was yeah. just like, man, like we assume to get to the level of Apple, you have to be as excellent at. at as Apple at design, at marketing, at all of these things. When you don't, you just gotta buy everything up and have no competition. Well, Sorry, or maybe you wrong. have to be maybe you have to be there and then you get to the point where you can buy your own complacency. Um yep. and you can just become monopolistic. And maybe I I can't think too far back in the history of banking or know enough about it. Maybe they made some great moves back in the day, but sure. now they've reached a point uh where it doesn't where matter. Where it doesn't matter because you're too big to fail and nobody's going to trust any small bank because they've observed what happens and noticed that if you're a small bank and things go bad, uh, it's up to uh, $250,000. Uh, but if you're a huge bank and something goes bad, then the government's going to guarantee everything and make the depositors whole. So they're going to respond to those incentives. But I'm getting far afield from any topic I have any understanding of. Um, I thought there were so many interesting things said. Uh, and... By, by the uh, by, the emailer. Even if I agree with everything Waz is saying, and think that the emailer may have made a semantic, uh, I don't want to call it an error, but there's a semantic dispute um, on what he says is the logic of capitalism. When he says that businesses prosper only when the they satisfy customer demand, um, I think we would disagree with that. But he he said a bunch of things that were interesting. I want to turn it to Nate about how. Franchise values appreciated across all franchises and all sports and how MLS teams are now far more expensive than what Jerry Jones paid for the Cowboys. Um, what do you make of all of this, Nate? Uh, is, is there anything in regards to sports being this money printing press for nearly everybody involved in it that owes itself to moves made from the movers and shakers within it? Or were these just all larger forces that happened to enrich everybody that nobody was really in control of? Um, I think it's just like, you know, number one, monoculture is, I don't know if it even exists anymore. And like sports are kind of like the last piece of, you know, being able to gather this large cohort um, together that are all watching live at the same time. So you, you have that.